Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast brought to you by Hunt, Lift, Hunt, Lift Eat Official. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute, fellas. I thought it's it Perry here great. coming at you from the fucking rendezvous, the team rendezvous. Got David Stark, hey boy. the one and only Chadwick. Got Josh Reed down from Kentucky. Yeah, man. How we doing, boys? Doing great. Great, man. Happy to be here. That's Is, for sure. Isn't it te- technically over from Kentucky? I came a little south. I don't know. I can south. tell you right now, we are knocking the hell out of these podcasts and Tuesday tips up in this barn. Oh, yeah. So we are in the old tobacco barn. This is the Stew yeah. Joe. This I don't is think it's the Stew Joe. It could come from so, you, from a better spot than a Oh, this is my barn. favorite place we've ever podcasted. This is, right this, is, this is the least productive, as far as a monetary standpoint, comes from the like, activity that's been done in this barn, probably. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, man, this is, this is great. And this the is, fact that it's in person, man. We, Carter and I were talking. Yeah. These in person podcasts are so much better. Just yeah. sitting here chewing the fat, talking about the things we love, man. Yeah, 100%. I got to figure out how to redeem my frequent flyer miles that I don't actually have. <laughs> well, get your ass up here like whenever you want here, because yeah. all you fellas are more than welcome. This has man. been a blast. Well, that's, that, that, there's, there's a lot of appreciation that comes from here for that, man. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't, man, I don't have words for it, and I've got fucking words for fucking everything. You know, how much I appreciate everybody letting us out here and, you know, you guys, the family welcoming us and, and everything else. It's just been... Well, it's, that's it's that, been unreal. That, that's the beautiful part about this, man. Is you know, this team, what it, you know, what what it has turned into, the vision yeah. that, that Luke's had. We've talked about it ad nauseum this weekend. We don't need to, we don't need to stroke his ego anymore for oh, sure. Jesus but Christ, please, <laughs> that's right. That's well, right. Apparently, he doesn't listen to Tuesday tips. So just say what you want. Yeah, <laughs> fuck him. Right. That's right, man. But that, to kind of jump in on that too, like I, I told Luke, we don't want to stroke his ego, but. I told him earlier today, man, one of the best things we've done is we've done a really good job at bringing really good people yep. and putting really good people together. Man. And when you do that, man, yeah. that's when you get really cool things like this. I mean, you sit around with your buddies and BS in a tobacco barn about the things that we love to do. It doesn't get much better than that. No, yeah. It does not. I've never I've never been able to go anywhere where there's 20-plus strangers out in the field you know, throwing a fucking rager. <laughs> this and, isn't a rager. This isn't and, a rager, uh, yeah, David. Keep, keep, for keep, liability purposes, yeah, I don't. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I don't know about strangers at this point. I think I've seen. No, that's we're not. But that's I've seen the Perry and Garrett more than I've seen some of my family as this year. As, <laughs> as soon as we got here, like it doesn't feel that way, no. you know. Like, and it's 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 just been incredible. Well, dude, I mean, Josh and I hunted in Ohio. Yeah, fucking this, you know, this past December yeah. for the first time ever meeting each other, we spent what five six days up there. That's right, and man. it was you know it was just. Living in an RV together, you know, yeah. shoulder width apart for. That's right. And it was man, That's it was awesome. like, it was fantastic. And well, you know, we're we're putting stuff together all across the country. You know what I mean? Like you guys are. It, it was crazy to me that nobody knew about you know, the opportunities that my state holds. I'm not going to go into detail because I'm trying not to sell it out there too much. Yeah. But the fellas <laughs> on the team, nobody knew anything about it. You know, and so, yeah. you know, get some of the guys out that way would be be great. Yeah. Well, it kind of just falls back in. Then we we've. We've beat this horse so many different times on this podcast, on every platform we have. Every time we get to meet new people, we say it. Like, the the thing that has been built here with Hunt, Lift, Eat, like, nobody really understands it until you get a part of it. Yeah. People, people that's been in law enforcement, military, different things like that, that draw those group of guys together and y'all just have like-minded individuals and you just automatically have that instant brotherhood. Yeah. And that instant, like, really give a fuck about each other that, that yeah. you don't get from nowhere else. Like, this is what this team has. Yeah. And and it's not just that. Like, the guys 
on the team, literally, the one thing that we all have in common is that we like to hunt, pretty much. That's right. Yeah. Not everybody's been in the military. Not everybody's a cop. Not everybody's been through that different type of world that some of us have. But still coming together and 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 honestly, it's kind of like a fuck around and find out situation. Like you you everybody that's listening, we just got done with our application process. Yeah. But it's going to come up again. So if you want to know about it, you want to see more about it, just apply. Give it yep. give it a whirl and see what you think about it. Because right. I mean, if 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 you know the proof's in the pudding. If you're you're made to mix with us, it's going to happen, and it's and it's a great thing. And if not, if it's not your thing. That's fine, whatever you know. But this yeah. is something that we are all very proud of, and I think y'all are probably just like me. It's hard to explain to other people. It's almost like a weird thing to explain to some people. Yeah. Like, that. yeah, it is. Like, like, what do y'all do? What are y'all doing? And really, I've just got to the short side of it this week. Like, I'm going camping with a bunch of dudes. Right. Driving 18 hours across the country with, with a guy that you've never met before. You just bailed off in the truck, and here we come. Here we come. But in no it's, other it's situation awesome. can you bring – 20 some dudes together and have so much in common that's right man yeah. and and most of it i mean i've never met before yep. yeah. except, except for prison and well, <laughs> but, uh, the thing but the difference there too just like with everything else with everybody else too everybody's here and having a good time like yep. yeah there, has, right. there's, there haven't been any you know competing personalities that are no. clashing yeah you know that's and, right and yeah uh, drama so free every single time because everybody here knows what they're coming here for we already know what to expect yep you know, and we all have the same mindset when it comes to all that shit. And I think so. the best thing that we can do, man, is you find the same – you find like-minded people, like Chad said, that that have the same vision and, you know, share the same mission. And that's – that's it really is something special, man. It's awesome. Yeah. We got two other homies right now stepping in and get a little swig with us. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, we're passing, we're passing the whiskey around. So what this whole one is about um, – is it, It's actually not a, a, a promo for the team, although it, it started out that way. Yeah, we can't yeah. help it, though, <laughs> That's man. Right. Everybody That's right, here man. is so damn proud of what yep. we're doing. It's hard to not promote it. You know? Fill them in, Perry. What are we doing here? Yeah, what, uh, what we're going to chat about a little bit tonight is our our – our prep, our process, what what we're what we got lined up for this fall, man. For Hunting seasons fall. around the corner. Here we are, fucking midway through June already, which know, is hard dude, to believe. Oh, it's, it's coming. And we've been talking about hunts. Guys have been drawing tags. Yeah, we got plans being made. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, how are we prepping so for like, the upcoming season? I think I'm gonna go ahead and jump in here do it. real quick because for me, a lot of things that a lot of guys do, I don't do. Uh, you know, a lot of guys are putting cameras out. I don't put cameras out. I don't put feed out or anything or corn or anything like that. I don't do any of that. Yep. Not not being sanctimonious about it. It's just not something that I do. Part of it is because the property that I hunt mainly is I've been hunting it long enough and know it well enough and, and all of that kind of stuff. That's right. But something that crossed my mind um, with my hunting lease that I had that I'd just gotten into a couple of years ago so it's a new property, you know. Uh, Josh, you said you were going to do. You were talking about you just got a new property. Uh, I'm going to say, especially for the sake of of archery hunting and stuff like that, go and scout that joint in the spring, just pre-spring. Yep. Like as soon as season's over with, get out there when when everything's dead, and you can see everything that you're going to see. You know, with late season, you can get some of that late season understanding of what you're going to encounter in late season. Now, granted, you know things change. Obviously, stuff grows and this and that and the other. But you know, you're gonna you're gonna understand what's coming in. Yep. You know, at that point in time, because you don't get a whole lot of time with everything on the trees. You know, when when fall hits, and and I don't know about you guys 
hear how everything kind of coalesces here, but you know, with us in Oklahoma by, you know, by mid November, eh, maybe early December, most of the stuff's gone off the trees. That's right. That's right. Similar yeah. here. Yeah. I'm actually glad you mentioned that, David, yeah. because I you hear a lot about summer scouting, and by all means, there's value to be had from getting out there this time of year. But the reality is, in these parts, yeah. a lot of the areas that we grew up in, the deer, which is primarily what we're talking about here at this point, mm -hmm. they, dude, during this time of year, they've got a mate. Yeah. There's food out there. Yep. They've got a buffet. 24-7. Yeah. They're not having to work that hard. 10 feet from where they sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, the reality is, the landscape looks so different mm -hmm. up in these mountains mm -hmm. from summer to, to wintertime mm -hmm. that you can do all the summer scouting in the world. This is my opinion, right? Yeah. One man's opinion. You can do all the summer scouting in the world, but learning how to read the landscape in the times where the deer are actually struggling, yeah, and they aren't, they don't have the, you know, that smorgasbord in front of them. Yeah, when they're it's competing, so in the much more valuable. It's so much different. Getting yeah. out there right after season, yep, January, February, March, when it's those are the months that are the hardest on a whitetail population. Yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. And, and so, you, go, ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that's that's when if you can learn to read the landscape, yeah, during that time of year, figure out how the deer which is what we're talking about, yeah. how they're utilizing it, yeah. what their needs are, yeah. what they're, you know, wh that's when they're at their, their, their most stressed time of year. Yeah. And, 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 and another thing in that vein too, is you're also going to get an understanding of your, you're going to have a better uh, understanding of your cover situation. Right. Yep. No, that's right. Absolutely. Because, you know, late, late season, your cover is different. Like I can go out here and hide bigger than, you know, just fucking right there. You know, and nobody's going to know I'm there. Yep. And, and it's not that hard this time of year. Yeah, come come December, I can't sit there because I'm not hide, I'm not hidden. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're and shot. the deer know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're aware of of how yeah. things are different yeah. from, from Luck, June to. Luckily, early archery, a lot of times your landscape's not going to be a lot different. But you catch those second ruts coming in late, like after Thanksgiving. Yep. yep. Dude, it's completely different. And, completely and different. then them places where deer don't rut early, like in Georgia, they they rut early. And then they'll they'll rut again. Like, well, it's not a full blown rut, but after Thanksgiving, they fire up just a little bit here and there, yeah. and it's completely different. Like yeah. the landscape, like you said, it's all dead. Everything's dead. There's not leaves on the trees. I mean, it's, yeah. it's completely different. So, yep. your shot no, corridors uh, are different too. Of course. Yep. yep. Well, unfortunately and luckily, it's wide open, and then you're also wide open. Exactly. So, like, like like Perry was saying, I mean they. They see you. They know it. And yeah. not to mention, if you've been hunting that same spot all year, I mean, they're automatically going to know where you're at anyways. Well, and that's that's the thing, too. Whenever you look at it in the summer, I mean, you got to tell yourself, hey, I can scout this property the best I can, but I also have to keep in the back of my mind, what's it going to look like in November? No yeah. doubt. When I'm out there trying to kill that target buck, what's it going to look rut. like? In the rut. That's right, man, in the rut. And, you know, your post-rut, you got to think about that, too, man. Mm -hmm. When there's not much food left around, when you're sitting in a wide open and you have some of those, those late fawns that start to get to that, certain maturity mm -hmm. and they start coming in rut or the does that don't get bred early I mean they come back in or come back in heat I mean yeah that's uh you got to kind of keep that in the back of your mind like hey this spot might look really really good in in yeah. June and July but you yeah. know hell what's it gonna look like in November when I'm actually trying to kill that deer I mean that's something you got to keep in the back of your mind at all times so I think for lack of better words basically David what you're getting out to your tip is just just know that landscape year-round I mean it is 100 and, and, and be in there 
be 100%. in there. Yeah. And, and what a lot of people don't understand is like this this deer hunting thing isn't just from September to January. Like, get out there in February. Get out there in March. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're yeah. seeing it transition into spring, and then do some shed hunting. Yeah, that's right. Check your sheds. I mean, that's great. That's fun, dude. It's good. And then also. If you turkey hunt on the same way, I was that you about, just about hunting. to say, yes. man. Yes, Tur- getting Such into turkey hunting yes. the past turkey couple years it'll has made me you. so much yes. of a better deer hunter. Yes, because you're out there in that landscape for that time of year, and it's cool. Things are starting to green up. The deer yeah. are acting differently yeah. than they did yeah. just three months prior yeah. because now they're not stressed for food. They don't have all these, you know, the temperature swings. It's not that big of a deal. They start acting differently and start learning to read that pattern of behavior throughout the different times of year. It's yeah. so valuable. And, and, and the turkeys make you hunt differently. So it also, I mean, just not even being out there, just period turkey hunting just helps you be a better hunter all over, all around. I mean, it yeah, sure. is what it is. And then taking it one step farther. A lot of people don't like doing this just because it's so damn hot. But if you're doing archery hogs in the summer, that helps you as well. Like if you're in a state where you can just kill hogs, uh, you know what I'm saying, whenever, or if you're on a property where you're lucky enough to just be able to shoot hogs. I want to be on that property. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of people don't like it because yeah. it's so hot. No but, I mean, kidding. where I'm at, I can do that literally whenever I get back on Sunday. I think Monday I'm going to go shoot hogs on somebody's property. who They're pouring corn every day at 12. And Hell by yeah. 1 o'clock, it's just being demolished by hogs. And there's so something to be said about yeah. having boots on the ground. I mean, that's, you can do all the preparation you want, but until yeah. you go out turkey hunting or hog hunting or whatever it is, yeah. you got boots on the ground, man. You're seeing seeing how the deer act. And you're yep. seeing how they're using the landscape. And yeah. I mean, that, that's you got boots on the ground, you're in, you're in a lot better spot. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you're looking for. So my side of it, I think my, my tip would be, I, I run cameras not necessarily to see what the patterns are because where I'm at, the summer patterns are so much different. That like 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 Perry was saying that the deer are very fortunate. They don't they only come to where I have cameras and corn out is because they get to eat something different. They don't have to move around. They can sit in that kudzu all summer long right. and just eat the piss out of it and don't worry about having to go find the closest tree that just dropped a fresh batch of acorns. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In the well, dude, you're in a completely different environment than we are here. Yeah, I mean it's. It, it's a different process. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Well, well, basically, what I like to do is by the by Memorial Day, I like to have I like to have cameras out, and what I'm doing is I'm just checking for growth. Inventory. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care nothing about what they're doing, because I had literally the other day my the buck that I think's a target. I put it on our group. Mm-hmm. I shared it. I mean, he's already outside the years. He's going to be a great deer this year, but. It doesn't matter that he showed up at six thirty in the afternoon. Exactly. Like, that's great. But guess what? The second Open the day of archery season starts, he's not going to be out there in that afternoon. He might be doing randomly. something completely different. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So what I, I run cameras like like Perry's saying just for inventory. And if you tie that in with shed hunting, you kind of get a, a track of your herd. So if you're if you're lucky enough to hunt the same spots year mm-hmm. after year after year, that's how you start actually getting into the management side of your deer. You get to see what they're doing, how they're growing throughout the year. You get to see the growth. And, and I love that part of it. That part is just yep. as fascinating to me as that deer stepping out that's on an right. on a October morning. You know what I'm saying? So, that's right. So that that's what I do. I run cameras and and I do it. it God, the prices of corn are ridiculous. <laughs> and it, it's getting a little bit weird, but I'm allowed to bait my state, so I do. I feed them throughout the year as much as I can. Um, I give them a break from January to May, and then I start feeding them again. So, mm-hmm. And then I mix it with mineral. I like mm-hmm. to put mineral in and different stuff like that. And then anything I can do to pump antler growth, I try. You know, it's not necessarily a proven thing because the genetics have a lot to do with that too. But so, so that's a big part to me. Just go ahead and start prepping, and then you kind of know your deer. You'll know that you got those three 
decent bucks if it is that are coming in. You know, you have these 10 does. You know that there's this group of does that comes in, and every time they come through, that one buck might come in a little bit behind them. So mm-hmm. you're not necessarily seeing the actual pattern because summer patterns change, obviously, whenever you get into archery season. But being able to see what deers come in at what time and, and who comes in with them, then you start getting the, the picture. Because lucky, luckily enough, in South Georgia where I hunt at, September the 10th, second weekend of September, you're still going to be – fortunate enough to where you can catch those bucks in those bachelor groups yeah so yeah. if you got that one little jacked up six point or that one horn like one side like four point or whatever coming in you know that he's got another one in there with him that that comes throughout the year that's how you kind of can start technically patterning them that's and exactly the ru- and then the rut kicks in and just ruins that's it. right yeah <laughs> that's exactly how we are in kentucky too man like our our bow season comes in the first saturday of september so really you've yeah. got you got a week or two period right there you can really you can have a chance to kill a really nice velvet buck you yeah. Know? yeah so you get an idea of hey man if i got this like I, for example i've got a real funky looking buck i you know i i call him funky town and he comes in and i know for sure like last year i knew for sure if he came in that 99 percent of the time i've got a target buck coming in with him you know what I mean and that actually came to came to fruition last year you know uh just didn't didn't have an opportunity to get it done but you know like you said you get a chance to pattern those um you know and that and that kind of takes me into my tip too you know uh like David um I, I've got a really good buddy of mine his name's Josh Hess and uh we've been hunting together for 16 years now since we were 13 years old you know and uh and we got access to hunt another property in Kentucky and um you know if I could give a tip you know you can be patient like we just got access to it uh like last week you know we went out we didn't go out and just instantly man go out and hang tree stands and 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 do all the work and and put the cameras up and all that and you know we put a camera up we didn't hang any stands we got out we put boots on the ground man we went and walked around for three or four hours and got a really good feel of the land you know you can kind of see see the different see the different benches it's really uh it's really hilly it's really steep there's a lot of cliffs you know so you it's it's an opportunity where you can see how the deer are going to really use that landscape to travel um so you know i I think the worst thing we could have done was to just go out there and and get excited and hey we got a new property let's go hang a bunch of tree stands and then whenever you actually when you're actually hunting two or three months from now you might have hung a stand in a spot where the deer are just not traveling you know what i mean i mean so I, i think what our plan is uh, you know, like I said, we went out, we put boots on the ground, we really walked around, got a really good idea and a really good feel for the land. We're going to go back out in about another week or so, do some more scouting, uh, check the cameras, kind of see where we're at, and then yeah. come up with an educated approach uh, and be really selective on where we're hanging those tree stands at. Because like I said, man, you might hang a tree stand in a spot because it looks really good, but the deer aren't traveling there because we've never been on the property before, I mean, until a week ago. You know, right. it's a really yeah. promising place, but, you know, at, at this point right now, I mean, it's the, the middle of June. Like I said, we got we got three months, three months. I mean, you don't want to be – you want to prepare, but you don't want to rush and put yourself in a bad spot because you just got excited and just said, hey, I got to go hang these stands. And yeah, no doubt. When you don't have an opportunity to really yeah. really learn the land. Well, if you're fortunate enough to have, have a property that big, I would highly suggest don't go in there and hang stands where you think deer are going to be, obviously, like you are just saying. That's right. Go in there and learn it. That's when you do run cameras. 
That's right. For, I yeah. mean, right. Yeah. Dave, if you, Dave if you has, don't been, know on, Dave has been on his spot. Right. I mean, for so long, he doesn't have to, and that's great. That's right. yeah. Yeah. And me, my spots that I hunt are so small. There's really only one spot I can hang it, mm-hmm. and you yeah. just got to get the deer to come into that fatal funnel. That's if right. You're, if you're if you're lucky enough to have that type of property, yeah. Don't get overzealous like Josh is saying, and go in there and just start slapping tree stands up and say, "Hey, this shit looks good right here. That's Let's right. just put a stand up right. because it's what looks good to you." At right. the bottom line, it doesn't matter what I think. Exactly. It's where the deer are going to be. Run the cameras. Obviously. It's very obvious a lot of times. You can find the trails. That's you can right. find droppings. Run mm-hmm. the cameras and see what you got. Then be very selective on what That's trees right. that you're so, doing. So here's a question on that note because I totally agree you don't go in there and you don't just start throwing up a bunch of stands in June. But mm-hmm. this is the time of year. And, and, and what you were talking about earlier, Chad, maybe maybe think of it as like if you're going to go and try to identify that buck mm-hmm. that has that potential and you're trying to pinpoint his – his patterns, you know, it's going to change between now and the opening day of archery. You know, it's going to change between now and the rut, obviously. But what we can find out, some of that information that we can start to to, to dial in, is where he's betting. Because this time of mm-hmm. year, I was about to say they don't change their betting yeah. that much. Right? His he's got in, in in this part of the world, in the southeast where we are, he doesn't have to go that far from his bed. No, to go fill his tummy. No, and so. If you can be aggressive, not Hunt. with hanging stands. It's hunting the hallway is the but biggest thing. But finding out where yeah. he's bedding and how mm-hmm. he's coming in and out of that bedding area, his ingress, his egress, and you can be aggressive. This is the time of year in June, July, even into August. Yeah. It, on a new property, Josh, mm-hmm. you know, these are the time. You can really make some inroads into and, and I think, pinpointing I think, his patterns. I think being able to, to hunt over corn in Georgia is just great. I love doing it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, some people hate it, and that's whatever. I really don't care. I'm not here to argue that. But the downfall of it is is people get so hung up on hunt over a food plot mm-hmm. or a food source. It's great, obviously, especially in a place like this where I think James was telling me earlier, Perry, y'all have a good oak grove over that hill that way, and it's just like a great place that they come in and eat. That's awesome. When the acorns are dropping. When they're yes. dropping. <laughs> but if there yeah. ain't but acorns one, there. If there's one, not a good acorn but crop. Exactly. Thing, they ain't going to be there. One thing that doesn't really change the, is the bed. Where they have their cover, so where they have can, their security. If you can find the hallway, if yep. you hunt the hallway, yep. if you're getting in between them and their other bedroom, How where the mistress is, are there in the kitchen, that's a good place to be. Exactly. And, and identifying that spot and being fortunate enough to have a place like like y'all have here, like a place that you have that you've hunted for years, yeah. or a place like Josh is walking into now, that's that's amazing. And the opportunity is unlimited. You just got to get in there and be patient and figure it out. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And I think that's the thrill of it. And to take that one step farther too, man, if you're, if you're able to locate that bed and you got a pretty good idea of where that buck's at, it's all about your access points too. I mean, one, once you find yeah. out where they're bedding at, I mean, look – if you're accessing your property, because he's a spot, watching the hallway, from that's the right, bed. man. Yeah. If you're accessing from a part where he can see you pulling in your dang truck and he can hear your door shut, I'm I gonna mean, tell you right now, and he can see you walking up that ridge. You got no shot. Listen, he wants to get up and move, but he's not gonna. I they mean, that, sleep. Gonna, they sleep with the bedroom door open. That's right. Man. <laughs> Every single time. So I think <laughs> once you sure. identify those beds, I mean, not even the hunting and, and all that good stuff, man. It, and a really good thing, a strategy is is. How am I going to access? How am I going to access with this wind? How am I going to access with another wind? You know, your access points are crucial yeah. because you might be you no might doubt. be hunting a ghost. You know what I mean? If you're coming in with the bad wind based off where he's bedding and your access points ain't right, you're hunting a ghost. It's, it's crazy, but I think that's why that's why we love it. I mean, that's just that's oh, part yeah. of it. Yeah, that's right, man. 
prepping, we put so much time and energy and money. And I mean, if you think about it really like, yeah, it's sustainable and it's great to get your, get your, your venison, you know where it came from. I mean, you know what they've ate and everything. But at the end of the day, there yeah. ain't nothing cheaper about it for no, sure. Because right. if you if you you put all the time and money and the right. effort, then you take what your time is and what your time value is to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, people, yeah. I've I've been asked that uh, uh, numerous times. Like, well, you you're hunting and you know killing your own food and this and that and the other. Like, is it is it cheaper? Like, no. fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I tried to convince my wife that it was, but That's then right. she started doing the math and how much <laughs> yeah. it was gone, and yeah. it's not that much cheaper. My wife hunts; she knows it's not cheaper. It is what it yeah. is. But I think that's what we're all looking for, man. And that's why we love the stuff so much, and the fact that you know, I mean, you factor the money, the time, and, and the passion for it, but it's all mm-hmm. about the experience, man. I mean, you're out doing something that you love, and you're in the woods, you're yeah, outdoors, of course. And you're, 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 you're the, chasing yeah. it, man. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, the money, all that, it, it's great, but that's why we do it, man. That's, yeah, let's let's be honest. Man. I mean, Hutlift Heat has two other factors of it behind hunting. It's not just hunting, but I think it's safe to say that if none of the four of us have ever started hunting, we would not be here that's right, right, right now right. doing it what It brings we're you doing. together, yes. man. Like, fact. That's no, right. Like, and it always has. That's, that's right, what's beautiful man. about it. I mean, yeah. it always has. Y'all that's wouldn't been... y'all wouldn't be listening to us talk talk about this shit like we actually know what we're doing. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> right. And I mean, the outdoors does that for you, man. Like the property that I got access to hunt, you know, Josh, the guy that I mentioned, man. I mean, like literally we're best friends because of the outdoors. And I think yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. see those relationships. And that's why the Hunt Lift team is so authentic, man. I mean, because Without the outdoors, I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here in this tobacco barn BS, yeah. BSing about deer hunting. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's well, the beauty and, of it. And that's and it's it's the it's the mantra surrounding the outdoors, right? You know, we're not just we're not just here to take from the landscape. Right? That's right. We're here to protect the resource that's also. Right. You know, and further this uh, this lifestyle. You know, by building this community that's and right. everything else. You know, and wanting wanting to present this to somebody else that maybe hasn't ever had the opportunity or had the opportunity and fell back out of it. That's exactly. You know, well, we sit here in a place that has the kind of history that this yeah. property has. This yeah. structure, <laughs> this creepy ass structure. Yeah, they just went. <laughs> y'all are, y'all are so fortunate. Barry, but also cursed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't come without its complications, man. But yeah. you know, it's it's a bit of that that beauty and that curse because at the end of the day, one of you know one of the big goals I have is to pass that along. You know, pass yeah, it to the next generation. That's and right. I, man. I know Luke feels yeah. the same, and that's yeah. you know, that's that's a big part of this. All 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 y'all guys here. That's you, right. You feel yeah. the same. And, the and bottom and line is, you found something that you love, man. You want to you want to spread the word. Yeah. You want to yeah. let other people. That's why. Well, you're talking. and I feel like we have I mean, a duty to. We have an right, obligation man. to pass it on, man. That's because right. This, it's, you're already it's doing such a good job, Perry. And this is a bragging moment on Perry. Uh, I walked by earlier, and he was Facetime with the kiddos. I think I Facetime with him at math too. So mm-hmm. it was cool just to see him again and everything. But he he uh, had his son show me the the fish that he had caught with Evan that's and, right. and it was yeah, cool. Yeah. And, and uh that's just just and he he mounted that fish on the wall. I mean the kid was so happy to just show yeah, it to uh, me his son was and I mean that's that's what this is. That's what it and, is man. and that's that's the beauty behind it. And like I said, there's this kind of started out as a promotional uh podcast and I guess we can end on that note too. But I mean like I said, fuck around and find out uh, apply and right. see yep. and see what you think. And, yeah. and come check it out. And if you don't like us, you need Fair to enough, get yourself man. you need to get yourself checked out because I mean we're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool shameless, shameless plug there. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, I mean Super. and that's that's too I mean like 
we went hunting in December, like Perry said, and then it was a couple months after that. Perry sending us pictures of his little boy holding his first squirrel that he killed, man. I mean, that's yeah, that's stuff so like cool, that, man. It's awesome, man. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, like for me, I mean, that's that's how I fell in love with it. Is I had somebody that that loved it also, and my yes. dad that showed me how to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I fell in love with it. You got to pass it on, and I think that's that's a big part of what Hunt Lift Eat is, man. That's what we're all striving mm-hmm. to do, man. We we love this stuff, so we want to share it. I mean, share it and 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 educate and and show people and advocate for it, man. Show people how special it is. Yeah, and we share it with each other too, like just get oh, together with all the good homies and like even like like earlier we was just on on the podcast talking with carter about him learning how to shoot just us yeah. showing him those little things like helping him with the shot process and, yeah. and showing him how to adjust his sight mm-hmm. the right way and i mean it took yeah. us literally 15 minutes and he was shooting back out to 40 with a brand new bow and he was ready to go and shot this whole 3d course with us like yeah. just just any any way that you can give back and, and push that love of outdoors on the other people just please do that i mean i'm, yeah. I'm almost pleading with everybody that listens to this if you have a passion for it just do it it's sick man yeah and the reward from that is just seeing everybody grow in the same kind of hobby and love that what you have so that's what it's all about it's a big deal yeah that's right man that's what it's all maybe about. one day you'll be here recording a podcast with us and some old fucking abandoned tobacco yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, pray, I pray to look, god looking at each are. other under green lights we all look well, is this shit haunted or what <laughs> listen if, if you would have told me two years ago before i became a hunt lift eat 10 member that i'd be sitting here in a random tobacco barn in uh what is <laughs> South, it we're that? in north carolina, in north carolina, carolina. right here actually yeah. the state the state hole? lines are wicked here yeah. I would, oh yeah man i would i would tell you that you are crazy i would have too man it's like i'm 18 hours from home right there i didn't expect to be here doing this you yep. know it definitely fuels my i'm an hour and a half i'm a, dude i'm 15 minutes from where i grew up and i didn't expect this shit but that's that exactly just goes right. to show you, yeah yeah it's been awesome hell well, yeah. hell that's a hell of a place to end off boys yeah, great man all right well as always thank y'all for listening appreciate and, the uh, hell out of you guys catch you dudes next time yep